You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. How to dream, cowboys. Oh, hey, it's the HBO boys. We're talking about Barry again. This time, episode five. Do your fucking job. I'm James, and with me, as always, it's Ryan. That's me. Wow, James. You're so chill this time. You added the F word to the name of the episode's name, which is not in there. You just added that. You, well, you I think they should have. They put it in there because it's uh, it's a the title is a callback to a line uh, that Fuchs says. And when Fuchs says the line, he doesn't say just do your job. He says do your fucking job. So come right. on, Barry writers, have a little courage of your predictions. <laughs> yes, right. They're cowards. That's what happened. Also, you said oh hey at the beginning, taking me a. Uh, off, off guard there changing up your style as to how you open the show is this like a you know new james new me kind of thing do i what do i what do i usually say i don't even know not that i don't know uh something to the effect of hello i am james and with me is the person the more useless part of the show ryan and i go hi i'm ryan anyway barry season one episode five do your fucking job is on and popping we are gonna review it today and we took last week off uh and now we're back preparing for season three of barry whenever the shit that comes out but first james tell the good people about the patreon (laughs) yeah well we do have a patreon where you can find our bonus content uh you also get a lot of our regular content a bit earlier and there's a discord chat where you can talk to ryan and i personally as well as get your name shouted out at the end of each show your support will help us expand the show and keep us advertiser free and editorially independent yeah but if you're an advertiser listening to this just know that we absolutely will take your inquiries and tell everybody about your product mid-roll front roll end roll if you want it any of them really yeah if you are perhaps like the marketing director for sea of thieves like get in contact with ryan immediately because he'll probably do that job for 
for peanuts, you know. A one or two dollars maximum. But more realistically, if you are a in the marketing department for ZipRecruiter, get at us. Yeah, the episode begins with Barry on like a little bit of an outing with his old marine friend and he's got his wife and kid there and they're having a good time barry shows off his shooting skills but the entire time barry is just trying to ask about taylor the like psycho ex-marine who crashed the party in episode four and he keeps getting reassurances like oh yeah taylor's cool he's a pretty nice guy he got kicked out of our marine support group for being too violent and then you know at another time at a bar he attacked this guy for accidentally Spilling a little bit of drink on me. Really cool guy that you would all you would really like. Yeah, super chill, level headed. The kind of guy you want to be taking with you to take down a Bolivian stash house and like know about you being a hitman and definitely not tell anybody. So yeah. Anyway, oh I think this scene also lets us meet Chris's family, which when you get a character in the middle of a season that doesn't really matter a little red shirty i would say and then you meet their entire family and you're like oh this is what they value that i think is uh sometimes a bit of foreshadowing uh and so we'll see how that one goes but also this scene is to let us know yeah taylor is not stable and you're taking him on this very important thing where you might die good luck Barry also fantasizes about having his own family, uh, like sometime in the future being married to Sally and having a little blonde son and teaching him right from wrong and just being a normal guy who doesn't kill people. Which, as we know, is not the case. And he comes out of said daydream where he is back in reality and Sally walks by him as well as the rest of the class to look up the list for what they're doing in the Shakespeare reading of the scenes deal that the acting class does. And Barry tries to talk to Sally, but Sally's like, hey, do you not remember what you did, you son of a bitch? How about we don't yeah, talk for a month? She accuses his behavior at the party of being toxic masculinity which is not a term that barry understands right he he came from being a marine <laughs> like and in the flashback scenes of him and his marine buddies or yeah just him and taylor it's just like i don't know if you want to call it toxic masculinity but it sure is masculinity and there's fighting well yeah and, and it comes up later in the episode where like uh he's talking to fuchs he's like we, we got to stop killing everyone who's a threat to us that's toxic masculinity and you said what the fuck are you talking about yeah uh because because you know just being a soldier or fighting someone is not that i don't think that's really related to toxic masculinity toxic masculinity is like where you don't share your feelings or tell people about the problems that you're having because you're trying to live up to a societal expectation that men are like without feeling and are always uh, dealing with everything on their own. That's as I understand it, the definition, I guess I could be wrong. No, no. Well, let me mansplain this to you, James. No, you're absolutely mm -hmm. correct. And also I think this is to point out that just like every time Barry hears a new phrase or understands perhaps a new emotional perspective and not even understands just like learns of an existence 
he does bring it up almost immediately because his like well of things to reach into to understand the world is so small that like he gets told what toxic masculinity is and he's like i gotta use that and like the next 10 minutes of my entire life when anyone perhaps says anything to me yeah it's like when you hear uh someone use a new like 10 letter word you're like oh shit i'm gonna work that into every conversation from now on Mm, that sentence you said was very voluminous yeah oh the sandwich i ate was incredibly indubitably Mm, you're being incredibly bombastic about that feeling that you have about that sandwich moss and the rest of the team working ryan's murder comes back to the acting class this time with the very blurry photo of barry that nobody in the class can happen to make out Uh, There's a pretty funny exchange here where one of the students is like, can't you just enhance it like uh, they did on CSI? And and she's like, well, no, that's not really a thing. He's like, "Mm, well, when I was doing that scene, we solved the murder. So (laughs) seems pretty easy to me. Ryan's murder, James. Am I dead? Yeah. Well, if Ryan ever gets murdered, you better believe I'm going to do a podcast of of solving who did it. That is, you know, it sucks. That would be a great Mm -hmm. podcast. And I, <laughs> right, and I would use I would use a lot of clips from our show. Oh, for like, sure. To try to to tug at people's emotional heartstrings. Our patrons like, would help you edit it. They'd pick our their favorite parts. Yeah. If you die, I'm <laughs> uh, same thing. A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, even if one of us dies of natural causes. Oh, especially of natural causes. Play it off of it as it was a murder. Yeah, aneurysm at thirty four. That tracks. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Gene Cousineau walks out the door. He's like, everybody, buck the fuck up. Uh, Detective Moss is here once more to ask about Ryan Madison's murder. So a theme of the show is that, like, we're all acting in our day-to-day lives, right? Because, like, when he's reading Macbeth, Barry sucks ass. But, like, when he has to poker face the detective, it's almost like no problem for him. So he is a good actor. He just doesn't realize it. And this narrative gets reinforced when he, like, provides an alibi. Oh, I was with this fake guy and that fake guy. Here are their phone numbers. She calls them, and it's Fuchs who does a very convincing performance pretending to be Barry's alibi, and and it works. And again, they're just like, okay, Barry, you're clearly innocent. Get out of here. Right. Steven Root is a great actor, and also by proxy, so is Fuchs, who pulls off a perfect Frank at the warehouse, and also Ramon, uh, and one after the other, to get a double alibi for Barry and get him on out of there. And I guess apparently the date that they had really won Detective Moss over, because she does end up going back to Gene Cousineau's house, uh, apparently, to hook up. So, good going, Gene. Uh, really he knocked it, it out of the park. I had I had my doubts, but you did mm. it. He did it, James. Gene Cousineau pulled this off. In fact, in the middle of Detective Moss talking, when referring to him, she accidentally calls him Gene. And I'm like, oh my god, Gene gonna get it. There's a really great scene in the middle of the episode where they are going over the scene from Macbeth. It's the famous out darn spot scene where Lady Macbeth is trying to wipe the blood off her hands after killing King Duncan but she can't do it and she has this monologue and and they all start talking about because like sally thinks the girl who's reading it's doing a bad job so she tries to explain lady Macbeth's motivations and she's like this lady is an irredeemable scumbag just like the worst kind of person she committed murder and they're like oh yeah and Macbeth's even worse because he actually carried out the murder like he his his soul is fucked he's going to hell and barry gets really upset he's like 
okay, well, you know, I'm a veteran. I, I killed people because I had to. Does that mean that I'm irredeemable and that I'm a lost cause? And gets really upset. And, uh, or at least that's, he doesn't actually say in relation to whatever he did in the war, although we know he, he saw action in the war, but everyone interprets it that way. And then Gene steps in. He's like, obviously, Barry, we all thank you for your service. What you did oh was in God. defense of the country. Uh, but, you know, it's clear that we respect you and what you had to do. We're talking about people who kill people outside of a war zone. Those people are the worst. They're psychos, <laughs> which does not help Barry's cause because that's exactly what he was referencing. He was not referencing the war in which his country was letting him murder the people they wanted him to murder he was talking about him being a hitman and murdering people in you know cleveland and california and perhaps people that night and the people that he murdered previous like a few days beforehand he is a literal hitman so he needs to live in a reality where all of these things don't make him a bad guy because he only kills bad people because it's just a job Sometimes he just, in this scene, he says, sometimes you just got to do your fucking job. Something that Fuchs told him earlier and is the name of the goddamn episode, as James so ruthlessly pointed out earlier. Uh, it's just, this is a super interesting scene because one, when the class and Gene, like, thank you for your services out of the conversation, it's so cringy and so awful. And you can see it on Barry's face, like, uh, it's one, not what I'm talking about, but two, you don't even know what that means, and it's a little insensitive for you to even think that is a good way to end this conversation. But, like, Barry also yells. He really raises his voice to the class and tells them to fuck themselves, basically. And it's the first time he's had, like, like the most emotion he's showed by far, so far. Outside the acting class, Gorin is now wanting to call off the drug lab raid because now he's getting his door knocked on by the cops. They're looking for whoever got out of the car. He's very pissed at NoHo Hank for bringing the camera and botching everything. But Fuchs takes him aside to try to reassure him. At what point, NoHo Hank tries to have like a heart-to-heart -heart with Barry. He's like, yeah, man, it's really tough. Like, you know, if, if, if anything happens with that camera, Gorin's probably going to kill me. And Barry's like, yeah, he should. Good. I'm, I'm glad. I hope he does kill you. You brought a camera to a hit. You idiot. And Gorin and Fuchs go off to have a conversation because Gorin wants to drop out, which Barry's like, perfect. Yeah, 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 do that. But Fuchs, obviously, because this is like all he has at this point, talks Gorin back into it. Oh, by the way, all of this is happening in a gymnastics class for Gorin's daughter. And just like the dichotomy of the scene of gymnastics, like children doing gymnastics around them while they are talking about taking down a Bolivian stash house is fucking like Mwah, chef's kiss. Good. Also throughout the episode, Taylor is blowing up Barry's phone and leaving him messages, not like aggressive messages. Like, Hey man, trying to get in contact with you. I really want to do the drug raid with you. Please. Let's go kill some people together. Get back to me. Yeah. Fucking psyched, man. Let's, let's murder uh the drug guys anyway hit me up so barry eventually has to reveal to fuchs that like whoopsie i left the dossier for our raid hit on my car and taylor saw it and now he wants in fuchs is upset but he comes up with a solution he's like oh that's fine you just do the thing from the beginning of the dark night and and you do the whole crime with him and then at the end shoot him in the back of the head 
which Barry just said. Like, and he's also, by the way, trying to prove the class that just told him the opposite of what he wanted to hear wrong, which is if he only kills bad people, which is the justification he's had this entire time, then he himself is not a bad person. But Taylor is a Marine. And while he's unstable, he is something that Barry used to be, a Marine, which Barry attaches a, like, absolute morality to, like an absolute sense of justice that just like overshadows the ability to be that bad of a person because it's the shield that he himself uses so he's like no no no, i kill bad people i can't just be killing taylor and then fuchs is like no you you know you gotta kill him right tell me you know that you gotta kill him and fuchs does eventually talk him into it so when they end up doing the raid, it's funny. Barry's trying to like break down the plan and Taylor's like obviously not listening. And Barry keeps asking, you know, like comprehension checking questions. It's like, okay, so I'll watch your back. You watch mine, right? Taylor's like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So we go in or... The raid ends up going pretty well at first because they catch the Bolivians like with their pants down, just like watching TV, not expecting anyone to come and kill them. And it's going by the books until they get to the larger part of the warehouse where there are now a bunch of alerted enemies and Barry tries to single to Taylor like, we go in on three. And then Taylor shouts Leroy Jenkins and runs in, putting his life in a serious amount of danger, I guess, for memes. Right. <laughs> and Barry is, for a moment, going to follow him in, but then is like, oh, okay, this is stupid of him to do. And I don't have to kill him if he gets himself killed. So I'll just hang back and like that is the justification he gives himself like as long as I don't do it and he put himself in that situation that it's not my fault. Going back a bit, he screams Leroy Jenkins. Yeah. (laughs) For those of you who are within the uninitiated, you can go and Google Leroy Jenkins. It is a staged, very old. Yes, it's a marketing event. It was not real. It was made to look authentic and and organic. For World of Warcraft where a guild is doing a large raid and then while they're doing the planning of said raid one of the guild members runs into the room with all the mobs and pulls all of them all at once while screaming his own name which was Leroy Jenkins and then they all die and the video ends with well at least I had chicken which in context doesn't make any sense but I swear to God, it's a, it's a video I've watched maybe hundreds of times. I, I liked it back when I thought it was real. Yeah. But then it was pointed out to me that it was AstroTurf. And once you know that, it, well, it kind of makes sense. It's like, oh, they got this girl on here, like, calculating percentage. Oh, should we have a 35% chance of success. It's like, okay, how would you actually do that math, right? Like, okay, it's obviously know. fake. Like. The things that the guild leader is saying to do, oddly enough, are, like, the correct way to do that exact raid. Like, they are spot on. The percentages are a bit much. But anyway, let's move past this. Then we get to, I think, one of the first times in this show where I was like, oh, come on, that's stupid. Where Barry is letting Taylor run in, letting him try to get himself killed, and then a Bolivian runs by Barry and hits him with the butt of his gun in the head. And earlier in the episode, when they first go into the Bolivian stash house, Barry sees that there are 
chair setup where people have been being tortured. So it stands to reason maybe that a Bolivian while running by Barry hits him with the butt of his gun in his head thinking to himself, who are these guys? We need to keep them alive and torture them. But I don't think so. I think the Bolivian sees, you know, 10 of his friends downstairs dead and uh, you know, feel free to as an audience and you yourself James decide for yourself. But uh doesn't that Bolivian just shoot Barry? Yeah, I mean probably, but you know plot armor or whatever if if you can come up as you just did very quickly with some kind of semi-reasonable explanation then i'll give it a pass yeah Uh, just plot armor is gross (laughs) i i just do like the idea of like i'm gonna put my life in actual danger so i can be like leroy jenkins from the video it's just like i'm you know in a video game it's fine in real life uh, you might die for a cheap joke Mm. it's just like i'm gonna i'm gonna run into the middle of this firefight i'm pickle rick (laughs) (laughs) Listen, Taylor is a fun guy, okay? He knows how to have a good time and not listen during the planning conversations. Why would he have to? He's planning on running in full steam with his eyes closed. Barry, while knocked out, has another fantasy sequence where he's teaching his son that, like, violence is not the answer. Which, And you can see, like, these are representative of what Barry really wants. He just wants to be a normal guy. Maybe in some fantasies he's famous, in other ones he's just living a modest life, but he just wants to be someone with a normal moral compass who who doesn't have to do morally ambiguous things. Did you pick up on that his son's name was Denzel? Yeah, I guess. Wonderful. Washington. Good stuff. (laughs) P.S. Did you see, what was that Denzel movie? The Little Things? Did you see it? Yeah, I I liked it a lot. It it got mixed reviews. I thought it was great. You said, I believe, in the 2021 that it would be your favorite movie of the year, right? Not my favorite. As a movie that I would like, and I was right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, we can discuss it more later, perhaps on the next bonus episode prior to the Barry episode that we record next week, which we, by the way, do for our patrons every week. What my feelings on that were as well, because I watched the little ones as well, and I have some similar yet some different feelings moving on when barry wakes up from being unconscious he's like a little bit concussed he's a little bit out of it taylor has soloed the entire operation and took care of everything and he even like he picks barry up he's like yeah man i got your back like we talked about and i was like oh now i like taylor yeah i killed a, that guy for cool you guy, like. and i killed that guy for <laughs> you and i killed all of these guys and then they walk downstairs and there's bags of money as well taylor's like i'm gonna buy a fucking boat But, like, he's also, he's, like, still being kind of cool about it. He's like, look, man, we're going to split this. Me and you, we did it, bro. We're a team. Yes. At which point you realize that, like, oh, Walt Taylor, while obviously, like, a rageaholic broken human being, like, does have some amount of, like, loyalty, at least. Not an an all bad guy, at least in that sense. And, And Barry now has to do, like, the Joker thing and shoot him in the back of the head. And then we cut to Barry walking into a hotel lobby to a Fuchs that hadn't slept for a few days was biting his fingernails and very concerned that Barry was dead and the stash house job went south is glad that Barry is alive and is like let me know what happened tell me what happened I'm so glad you're alive and you know I know you're sad because you had to kill Taylor, but you even you said it yourself. You said it. You said it to me. You were like, "I think we should kill him." And I was like, "Whoa, Barry, that's that's a lot." But if you think so, so I mean, you know, you had to do it. At which point, Taylor walks in because Barry couldn't do it because he's not Macbeth. 
Yeah, he's like, Fuchs, meet Taylor, Taylor, meet Fuchs. And I wonder if Taylor heard that exchange because he seemed pretty chill. He's like, oh, hey, what's going on? I'm Taylor. Yeah, I don't think he heard that exchange. And even if he did, he'd be like, are you guys talking about like another guy named Taylor or what? Anyway. The thing is, like, if, if, I'm, if I'm Barry in this situation, I'd be like, okay, here's everyone problem solved. Fuchs, meet your new psycho killer assassin. Uh, Taylor, meet your new boss. He's going to give you a lot of jobs you're going to love. I'm done. I'm going to go be in waiting for Godot, and I'm done killing people, okay? Yeah. Avita Zane. I am going to become a famous actor with my wife, Sally, who doesn't like me. And by the way, I think we skipped a, a little quick scene in the middle of this episode where the acting class turns on Sally for being a dickbag because she is a dickbag. While she was saying, you know we deserve an apology from Barry. He shouldn't have yelled at us. Like, that's not something you do when you are part of a group. And then everyone was like, I mean, you do shit that is not a part of the group all the time. You were just, you know, being mean to Darcy Carden's character about her being bad at being Lady Macbeth because you were jealous that you didn't get it this year. And you talked to fucking Pinocchio last time when you knew I talked about it for weeks and weeks that I wanted to be with Pinocchio and I wanted to talk to him. And you left the party with him. You do things all the time that are self-serving. You dumb bitch. Yeah. And we kind of see here, like, Sally's a little bit complicated where she seems to very inconsistently will be really selfish, but then also very supportive. But it seems like she has a very me-first mentality, even though she can be nice uh, sometimes to Barry and the other characters. That seems to kind of take a backseat to her own ambitions and desires. And I think, by the way, like the way she's treating Barry post what he did in the last episode, I think was 100% justified. Like Barry was being real gross, and she's like, all right, I don't need that shit. And also, by the way, you bought me a $2,000 laptop. That's weird, too. Just everything you're doing this evening is kind of a me not wanting to talk to you kind of thing again. But even outside that, it's mostly like, you know, Sally giving quote unquote constructive criticism to Darcy Carden's character about her Lady Macbeth that she's pointing out is not, quote, working, unquote. When she could have just been like, that was great. We all did great. Okay, goodbye. I liked this episode a bit. I gotta say, I thought that the raid would be like an end of season thing. I did not expect it to happen so quick after being brought up. And so now I'm wondering, like, what will be? We're now going to have to have a different kind of third act conflict to be resolved. Because at this point, things are mostly tied up. So is that going to be the investigation into Barry's murder? Is something going to be coming up with NoHo Hank? They seem to be going somewhere in that direction as well. There's some tension between him and Gorin. Yeah. I wonder, Ryan, have you already, have you already spoiled the direction the show is going for yourself? No, I've like when I start watching the next few episodes, I'll I'm sure remember them in time because like I've watched the first season of this show before. But like I didn't remember the nitty-gritty of this episode. I didn't remember the stash house at all. So no, like I don't know where it's going either. And I agree that we're in a place right now where like what's going to happen next i i have no act like no idea which is exciting and i look forward to seeing what uh weird shit happens to the lifeless man that is gaining a life named barry 
Yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. It means a lot if you're just listening. You can also support us by following us on social media. On Twitter, he's at Westworld Ryan. I'm at James Watches Men. Yeah. We also have a Facebook group, or you could leave us a nice review on any of the podcast apps you listen to this on. Five stars only. You can also check us out on Patreon. We are HBO Boys, B-O-I-Z, same as the show. And you can hear bonus content as well as chat with Ryan and I. And Ryan will shout your name out at the end of each Mainstay episode. That's what I'm doing in this very moment. Jamie Lochner, Anthony Wells, Harboyle, Greg, Nicole, Dan Lewin, Podcast, James Wash, Don, Cliff Wilding, Atheist, Unstoppable, Chris Wood, Brinkin, Dan Lewin, Westwell, Craig, John Jurors, Major Woody, and Carol Andreas. Thank you very much for the money that you give us that is what used to host our audio. We really do appreciate it. And I believe you are going to be doing a patrons only episode with a patron coming up yeah that's right our patrons have the opportunity to do an episode with me where we review something they want to do we did a great review of the black hole with one of our patrons major woody in jiv well all the way back in what like fucking november and then (laughs) next month sometime i've got another one coming up we have a lot of stuff coming next month i'm also going to try to finish up call of cthulhu by then i've been very busy i can't wait it's hard to get there as well as next month will be the snyder cut is coming in the third week of march as well as falcon and the winter soldier also coming in the third week of march they're both probably going to be pretty bad which should make for good podcasting content yeah absolutely i'm going to be entering the second arc of hunter hunter as well james and chad are over there doing the wandavision podcast as that series wraps up and it is getting real spicy so go and listen to that as well We are just content machines, James. Yeah, so come join us next week. We're going to do another episode of WandaVision, another episode of Barry. And you know what? If you could spread the show around by word of mouth, that's how we get new fans. That would mean a lot. Mm, Yeah, we want to be the biggest podcast in the world. So, you know, it's your your right and also your obligation to tell 10 to 20,000 people about our podcast. And that's just the way it is. Okay, those are the rules. Now, if you'll excuse me, I need to go. uh, I have to go sit down on the toilet because my anus and penis are (laughs) paralyzed. And so (laughs) I don't know if I'm shitting or pissing. It's crazy. (laughs) And that's why I can't talk about the Joss Whedon controversy either. Also, The people listening to this don't know. You have they have to be patrons and listen to the patron only episode to get the context of that sentence. Or they'll just believe the reality of the situation, which is (laughs) you just said the truth. And I respect it.